Let's spread a song so you can sing along with a special guest star too. For two, you like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and today's a very special, special day. It's my birthday! So I figured I, I figured I wanted to have an all-star guest lineup where it's two besties of the pod, Jason Kerr and Lauren Gismondi, everyone. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and we're here to talk about my... This is, I don't know if you guys actually know this, but this is my favorite show of all time. Um, but I should uh, know that. We're here to talk about the documentary, uh, the original cast recording of Company, where they yes. recorded the album of Company. And, you know, it's, uh, it's so good. <laughs> it, it's, icon- it's iconic. That's what it is. It is. And Elaine Stritch is God's gift to man. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's my hero. Uh, so it's a, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently today. I have a feeling I'm going to not do sharp and flat because there was no point because there's, there's not, no flats. there's no flats and everything is a sharp and you know, they don't have, they don't do the full album, which I guess would be the flat, but like, that's okay. You know, there's some songs that we, we didn't need to see them record. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, company uh, music and lyrics are by the one and only Stephen Sondheim, um, and according and uh, the director of this documentary is D. A. Pennebaker. And according to IMDb, this is a novel, so I hope you all are like have tea or something to sit back and listen to me read this. Um, Stephen Sondheim's musical Company opened on Broadway in the spring of 1970, and tradition dictates that the cast recording is done on the first Sunday after opening night. D.A. Pennebaker, the now legendary documentarian, filmed the production of the original cast recording, the back and forth between Sondheim and the performers, and the dynamic of trying to record live live performance the film climaxes with elaine stritch's performance of the ladies who lunch the show won six tony awards including best musical and ran for two years on broadway that uh, what a hit no no notes i mean yes and changed musical theater it did yes Yes. i I read that on the wikipedia for the show that's a that's a very important thing to point out where change musical theater um I, I wanted to read it out loud because it said that, uh, as Sondheim explained, Broadway theater has been for many years supported by upper middle class people with upper middle class problems. These people really want to escape that world when they go to theater. And then here we are with company taking a, uh, talking about how we're going to bring it right back in their faces. And it's the <laughs> first show to like talk about uh, common problems. Issues with marriage and relationships and everything, yes. uh, which I didn't know that. I also also the non. I mean, even though Hera did it as well, the non-linear storytelling is really the what what, what makes it uh, broke the mold for it for the show. Yeah, uh, it's depicting instead a story occurring in the mind of a central character, a 
concept musical composed of vignettes. Yes. So mm-hmm. that, I've never actually like succinctly described it as that. I just was like, it's my favorite. <laughs> Ladies who watch, come on. <laughs> That's all that matters. It's all that matters. So uh, first of all, have y'all ever like recorded in a studio? Yes. Before? Yes. Yeah. So is this kind of like what it's like? Okay. Watching last night was brain what, what killed like my mind exploded because i am of i am 40 years old so i would record things i i, I, re- I recorded things in the studio in my teens and it was like this oh wow uh, the orchestra the, the band was in the room you know we, we we all were together that made sense you know as i've gotten older you come in and they say the band's already been here there's a track that's how we record now. So watching this was from I watched it in the two thousand early two thousands where like this concept was was you know I got it. Now that we're so far from it, my brain was 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 exploding because it this just doesn't happen anymore. And to see like these relationships and to see how they were all there, you know, in the middle of the night, recording the orchestra and all, it, it was crazy. What are you, Lauren? Dead space is my second favorite space. That's that is my sentiment to recording studios. <laughs> it's true. And similarly, I spent a decent chunk of time, especially during my undergrad, recording in studio spaces. And we would occasionally collaborate with other musicians, depending on whatever it was we were doing on any given project. But we would be in separate rooms. And I've seen it and been and like done things late, later in my adult life that it's where it's a little bit more collaborative. But what Jason said is absolutely correct. Most of the time we come in and there's a track, you pop on your headphones and it's just go. So basically what they did with the ladies who lunch for Elaine Stritch at the end of the day. Which is yes, yes. Because God love her. She, she tried so hard for so long. And I cannot wait to get into that more oh later. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what do they do they, they, these days, Broadway, do they actually record the first Sunday after opening or is it just, is it whatever, whenever they can? Whenever they can. Because uh, it, 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 I think it's more depending on, dependent on marketing or it, it's either marketing or to preserve the show because um, sometimes shows come to, like six, wait, is, is, uh, six are, had an album when they came to Broadway. Yeah, they had the already running. <laughs> Correct. So they had an album. So that marketing, you know, was already already done. Carolina Change kind of just made it, like before they closed. It was like a, it was like four uh... or five weeks before they closed that they recorded the cast recording. Wait, the original I, or this current production? The, the current production. And I actually ugh, don't quote me. People who are listening, maybe, maybe uh, chime in. Uh, I think it almost didn't get made. This Carolina Change recording. I think that's correct. For yeah. some of these limited runs, if they the producers or whoever the powers that be will say decide kind of whether or not that's going to happen and occasionally yeah. the audience fans will have a, a, some sway in that motion yeah um certainly there are albums out there that wouldn't have happened without the fans saying i am interested let we have to do this yeah. my personal favorite being um the off broadway yeah title yeah. show is one of them i would say oh, title um, show. Also- i would say be more chill Oh, sorry. Yes, that's no, t- title show, title show definitely is one of them. That because I was part of that group. But uh, the Be More Chill kids were 
<laughs> I want to say as well, Crybaby. Oh, was that a fan oh. thing? I think that was a fan thing because I was I I saw the show and I was just like I would like this album, and then I think like two years later the album came out. Oh, like after wow. it closed. Oh mm-hmm. wow! God bless Mark Shaman. <laughs> Truly. Uh, so is this your album, like your favorite album of Company, the original cast, or are you more like a different version? You know. I like this current cast recording. The most, like the the British, the the West End company of this current production. Mine is Raúl Esparza. It's beautiful. It is. It is. I mean, I I have the DVD of the Neil Patrick Harris version, which is great. And that's like the first. I think that's the first time that Patty did it, because now she's doing it for the Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Raul's the Raul Sparza one where they play their own instruments. I like the opening of that because I think the orchestrations are very good in the opening number. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little bounce that 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 it has is is a little different than the other recordings. What about you, Lauren? Which one is your company album? So all of my favorite recordings of songs from company are from other productions. Ah. Yes. So that is John's making a face at me right now. I don't know. I, it, I, which ones? I, I, I need to know more about these. Oh, goodness. Like the recordings from Side by Side by Sondheim, um, from Marry Me a Little, from what ended up being like song cycles of Sondheim's music that got recorded and produced later. Gotcha. Have some of my favorite renditions of the songs. I know that that's maybe not really an answer as to which cast album I like most because nope, I that's think I great... favor them equally. That, I mean, now. I I haven't I haven't heard all of Sondheim's albums, and I'm very upset with myself for admitting that. But well, to my mind, you'll know them all. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Take me to your world out there. Um, there's a recording that I have that I cannot, I, that was stolen from me that I cannot find that I can only hear in my head. It's crazy. Which and sometimes one? I play it. Oh, it's the the George Hearn, um, Patti LuPone, Audrey McDonald, San Francisco recording of Sweeney Todd. It was half opera singers and half musical theater performers. And there's a there's a video recording of it, which I also cannot find. But I had the actual recording. And it's one of my favorite recordings of, Sw- of Sweeney Todd because it is that mix of, of casts. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking amazing. amazing. It was stolen from my apartment and I cannot, I would, I've never gotten it back. Uh, so it's rude. A, yeah, it's, very, it's ridiculous. So uh, the idea behind this documentary was that it was supposed to be a TV series, I think. They were hoping to do more than one. Oh, yes. Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't realize that until this time I watched it. I forgot. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I yeah, because uh, the documentary has uh, is bookended with uh, uh, title cards where yes, uh, yeah. basically, Penna Baker explains the process of how they were going to do the show. So, I mean, what other shows do you think they would have done? Well, nineteen seven. So this is nineteen seventy. Um... Let's see. Broadway, I'm, I'm sure they would have done. I'm sure they would have done um, night music. They would. They may have done hair. Um, 
They could have oh. done. They could have done Dream oh. Girls. In they my could've... dreams, they do the rink. <laughs> oh, can you? Oh my God, can you imagine? Cheetah what, and Liza. What, that would have been everything orgasm. to me. What an orgasm! They probably would have done Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably would have done. Oh, that was nice. maybe is. When is Marilyn Monroe? Roll- Oh, go ahead. Marilyn Monroe was 1981. They could have done that. later. I couldn't remember. Um, So we have applause could have been one. Mm -hmm. And that that probably wouldn't have been done because there's quite a bit of drama surrounding that gas recording. Jesus Christ Superstar? That would have been interesting. That would have been amazing. Uh, And Ted wasn't the original Superstar, uh, Jesus, uh, originally. So that, that, that would have been also quite interesting. There was mm-hmm. also the boyfriend. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm just looking at a list of that like may, what's that. Uh, that that what would have been interesting, and that that didn't get that that had a cast recording, but for some reason it wasn't. Was it? Did it go off? Did it go? I feel like there was a resurgence of the boyfriend, like in the in the in like the the early two thousands. Yeah, I think it had a revival. Yeah, I I, I I I don't remember what was going on with that. That that's something to look on on, on afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There'll be like, a postscript episode. Yeah, because <laughs> like I'm in, I'm intrigued to see other shows do this. Because what I what I liked about the documentary was that there was like not an a lot of emphasis on the like why that how the show came to be. It was just literally we're recording the album. And yeah. so this is how you, an album is made. Yeah, and you saw the what? dialogue between composer and artists about like you know bump the bump the tempo up or we're gonna take it down a half step or whatever. So this is this is this 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 whole the whole time I was watching last night, I said this is a gift to the world. It, it re- I, I I hope that everyone who does musical theater watches has seen this documentary. It's yes. really important um, because what's really important to note is that these people are doing the show eight times a week. This is this they they they've come out of previews, so they've been doing the show for at least six seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and and, and 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 to watch the note the notes just to make sure everything's specific. People don't know the work that it takes just to preserve a show. And it's like I, I mean. According to the IMDb summary of this, like they literally just did a show and now they're in the studio. Yeah, that's the way it always worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they became like, out of a Sunday matinee. Yeah, but like my God, these. <laughs> it's still, this is... some, some some still do that. Some like mm-hmm. I remember Carolina Change like that whole week. They were a lot of the performers were out because that shows a, that shows an opera. Right. So... And, well, this this one too. If you really think about it, this show's a beast. It's it's a bit of a beast for, I mean I've I've sung the the the, the ensemble role of this. It's not easy, but it's but it's not as hard part as harmony at some points. It feels 14? like because no. it it no. sounds like every person at some points are singing different notes, and there are fourteen roles well, in the show. Well, there's the there's all the the Bobby baby Bobby 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 mm-hmm. and all. I have the score right here. I can I can pull. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you what 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 is what if we really want to get to nitty gritty, but I don't think it's important. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's very it's very intricate. I will say that. And you get to see a lot of the intricacies, especially with getting married today, which I I'm going to be on record and say it's one of the hardest songs for a performer to I, perform. I, 
I loved listening. First of all, I love that the orchestra was in the room. Uh, and I don't know if the 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 I think it was the 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 clarinet that was playing her melody. Did you guys notice that? Yes. <laughs> that was I. I don't think I've ever heard that, but it was it was very clear that she was following the clarinet when she was running through it with 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 um with Mr. Hastings. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it again eye opening. In that particular section, it's good to have something to latch onto if you're doing like patter, hard patter. It's like what (laughs) you're on that express train and you need to know what's coming next, when to get off, you know what your stop is. So having something to have, you know, audio like an oral cue, a u r a l q, um, is is a blessing. So it's like okay, no that that clarinet, you you and me, you and me, you and me, you and me, kid. And like to see the process because they've done the out of town and they've done previews and they've had a week of sh- opening, yeah. And to have her finally sit down and be like, "Okay, so when do I breathe?" Right. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're, they're staging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that was the other thing too. Um, so they Michael Bennett. You know, Michael Bennett's choreography, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, forget it. (laughs) There's very little asides or talking heads, if you will, where uh, they interview people or they have people talk um, around, you know, like playing uh, playing the part or even Stephen Sondheim talking about like his life story about how he didn't want to be known as a lyricist. So I love that. Susan Browning, one of the uh, girlfriends, she says that it's harder to sing in the studio rather than on stage. Do you, since both of you have have experience with both <laughs> performing and singing in a studio, which do you find? Do you agree with her that it's harder to sing in a studio? I agree. I think I think uh, when you're staging, it feels natural. It feels like life, uh, and, and the studio feels performative, and you have to get it right. I think that's where the nerves come in. Mm-hmm. I like to recreate as much as I can if I'm in a studio, yeah. if I can have space, if, if, if there's like, oh, this involves more movement. Having the, the space to kind of be able to move around the mic does help with that. Yeah. So you can try to like, rec- what is it? recreate the process, as it were. And, and I did notice Elaine Stritch doing that. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. actually kind of interesting to watch her because, you know, her nerves are, are rough. Yeah. Uh, so that's something for her to latch on to. Her and uh crap, what's her name? Beth Howland, who yeah. plays Amy. Yeah. Um, you could see them actually like performing as if Correct. they were on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Not Getting Married Today um is very is the patter song of the sh- of the show. And yeah. you know, it's very anxiety ridden, and you see that in her eyes the whole time. Yeah. Oh, beautiful she's remarkable <laughs> i i i've i've i love beth Hallen before i knew that she even was in the show i was obsessed with alice you know i didn't realize donna mckechnie was in the original production of the show yes. and i'm very upset with myself she's with michael she's a michael bennett girl i mean mm-hmm. if, i mean any dance any major dancer of note would be happy to have donna mckechnie as their dancer she could do anything i mean turkey lurkey mm. alone <laughs> Turkey Lurkey is a is a is an act of I mean, come on, her bot she could do anything. Donna McCarthy could do anything. So the songs that they <laughs> do for the for that they show you, um, you know, they kind of make sense 
until we get to Barcelona. And I was just like, why? Why this one? Out of the out of the all the songs in the show. It's a palate cleanser, I think, for the audience. Barcelona? Uh, yeah, I mean like to show but I mean to show in the to documentary. Like why that one? Also the past also to show and I, I hope that this was an order to show that they filmed, they, they recorded things out of order, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Because, Which I mean, is interesting, because, yeah. well, with this show, it would make sense, because, you know, then you don't want people running into too much overtime, or... Um, was that even like, a thing back then? <laughs> like, if there was a union, maybe. If there was a union, maybe, but, <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe they were like, oh, this is something that just has to be done. I also, I actually wondered if the the orchestra was a studio orchestra and not the actual orchestra. I was going to ask that. I mean, it seems like it is a studio because I feel like there are more instruments being used than there it's would be uh, during a performance. We can ask Donna McKechnie. That's Text true. Her. Text her right now. I know you have her number, Jason. <laughs> I hate that you... <laughs> Wait, you really do? <laughs> no, but I can, get a, I, I can get a hold of her. Of course you can. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm not surprised i'm learning things today this is great <laughs> lauren knows all my secrets jason knows everyone in the industry this is a perfect episode for everyone to listen to ah, yay uh okay so what were we talking about i i don't remember um oh, but oh, I, barcelona barcelona Barce- that's Barce- barcelona yeah because that's i mean in the show, it's a funny song and it is a palate cleanser, but it's also like a, a little throwaway song, if you will. In my I dis- well, I, I disagree with that from a book point of view, um, because Barcelona, especially, especially in this current production of of, of Company, I don't know if you, either of you have seen it, but uh, I've only listened Bar- to it. Okay, okay. Well, Barcelona follows TikTok, and TikTok. In the this produ- TikTok right? in this production is something to of note. It is a it is a full act is a whole its own three act play. TikTok wow. is astounding. I saw it and my jaw was on the floor. I didn't know that the storytelling could take place in that period of time in the show. It's for for it, it is remarkable what they do with TikTok. Um, so, so Barcelona actually makes more sense in this current production for me, but, but book wise, Barcelona makes a lot of sense to me on a whole. Mm, interesting. I, I meant it as more of like an audio. Oh, thing. I see what you mean. Cause it, I mean, it's, it's a great song and it, it like, there's some great chuckles and laughs in there, especially yeah, when he forgets her play. name or, and yeah. everything. Yeah. But like, that's the song I usually skip if I, I do, do skip. If I, I do, do skip it, yeah. I do too. I do too. I do too. There are days that I listen to it just because I'm like, June, April. <laughs> <laughs> Especially was... if I'm like cleaning the house and listening to it, which I do a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it on. All right. Let's tackle the ladies who lunch, shall we? <laughs> oh, th- this. Okay. This hit, me, this hit me harder. This hit me harder this time watching it than it did the first time. Well, because they have a great. I was emotional. Her and her, uh, Elaine Stritch and Stephen Sondheim have a great conversation about like, you know, they all are telling her, 
she sounds tired, so we're just gonna take it down. Um, and then they end up just like cutting her for the night because I think it was what like three in the morning or four in two, the morning two, or something like two, that. Three in the morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It um, was early. I, I actually was was before I hopped onto this. I I'm like, let me just watch that one more time. But I put on, <laughs> I put I put on the wrong version and I put on the commentary version. Oh, so I'm like, no. you know, I'm like, you know what? Let's not, let's not, you know, dismiss fate. Let's just watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elaine, uh, it, it confesses that she that she was drinking uh, in the control room. Oh yeah, yeah. there's Which that I one. I didn't know there is that one scene that you see with her, Hal Prince, and Stephen Sondheim at like a bar, randomly. yeah, like a restaurant across the street or something like that. That's Which I, I didn't know if that was actually in the building of the studio or if it's it was possible. across the street. Yeah, you know, seventies. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. like, they're all smoking. That everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is smoking in the in the recording studio. Which yeah, blew you could my, do that then. Do I that know. By, I mean, that, that, I think that's why it's for me like watching it in the early two thousands because in the early two thousands you could still smoke in bars. I right. mean, smoking yes. was a, <clears throat> was a little bit more um, acceptable. In the early 2000s, late 90s, you know, so I wasn't, I was, wasn't far removed. Now that I'm so far removed from it, this seems like a period piece. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sort of, in a way, in a lot of ways, it is. It in is. a lot of ways, it is. We don't record this way. We don't act this way. We don't, we don't talk to each other this way. It's everything is so different. Well, this... I mean, it, it felt like there was some sort of, respect with the conversations that they were having i mean yes absolutely he steven sondheim was giving them notes left and right because this is his baby but it it seemed very you know you're doing this wrong you're saying the wrong word let's fix that um but back to ladies who lunch (laughs) yes very important sorry sorry to get this off it is wild i okay i have also this is my first time watching this documentary Oh. Goodbye. Oh. oh. <laughs> so and you, cho- you chose so- it with us almost sight unseen, which is fascinating too. Well, okay, because I know we were um with my release schedule of episodes, there was one coming out on my birthday, and I was like, I couldn't really think of anything that I wanted to do for it except for company, but company is not a theatrical a, a feature film yet. which is very upsetting because i feel like that show can be and they i it's not for lack of trying i've read that they uh sondheim tried to write it for a film and then in 2010 somebody tried to make like write the script for it and it didn't go anywhere so i'm still holding out it 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 doesn't i i I couldn't see it working on film really it's 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 very theatrical Mm -hmm. the the storytelling of it all um, maybe you know what? Some of the things that are done in this new production could be could be movie could could transfer the movie. So I, I won't I won't say that. So you would rather uh, you would want a female Bobby than a male Bobby? It's not a matter of female or male because it's actually kind of inter. You could like I think you could throw a a, a male into this production. It would actually work the same. Well, because um, they also th- this new production they updated it from the seventies. Yes, there's some and there's some words that are different. Like there's one of my favorite lines is uh, 
you know what reminds where I think of every time I think of Bobby, the Chrysler building. Oh no, the the Seagram's building. Seagram's and it's building. Not, yeah. And it's no it's no longer the Seagram's building. I think it's the Chrysler building. Because Seagram's mm-hmm. building doesn't exist anymore. That's why. <laughs> that, oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, think about it. Set nineteen seventy. Because yeah, yeah. that especially with the little beginning, they're saying that Chrysler picked it up to. Where did he write it? Oh yeah, uh, Chrysler's bought the bought it for national syndication. I was just like, Chrysler, the, the car that, company. That was the beginning of the of the uh, end for for New York. <laughs> Although the Chrysler wah, building, wah. the Chrysler building is my personal favorite structure in New York City. So um, what I have seen though, and I saw it first, and then I rewatched it after I watched this, was the documentary now parody of Incredible. this. Absolutely incredible. I don't want to get too much into it because, you know, somebody may pick it as a future episode, but like... You haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Nobody's picked it. And it's spot on. Yes, it is. Like, watching the the original one, you know, this one that we're talking about, there's a guy, I don't know what part he plays. He's one of the husbands, obviously. And I looked at it and I was like, that is Richard Kind's costume in the co-op documentary <laughs> it's it's really fucking brilliant even down to the the melodies that they use yes mm-hmm. you know uh um <laughs> uh, i gotta go <laughs> yep i think i downloaded the that one full length song from co-op the musical i'm pretty sure i did because i thought it was kind of brilliant oh brilliant. Paula is amazing and they instead of giving her leggings they gave her pants black pants and it's like you guys got it. Like you it understand. Really well done. It should have won. A, it should have won an award. Maybe it did, <laughs> but it, it actually should have won an award. I, I truly believe that. <laughs> uh, so that's what inspired you to choose company, the original cast album, the documentary was co-op the musical. Yes. Plus, in the show company, they're celebrating Bobby's thirty-fifth birthday. I am not turning thirty-five, unfortunately. I'm turning thirty-four, but. Um, oh, yes. Yes, I said my age finally, everyone. I'm so impressed. But <laughs> I think I've told Lauren this, and I'm not sure, Jason, if I told you this, but like for my 35th birthday, I would like to mount a not a real production, but like just a fun little thing of people singing songs of company. Yeah. My friend did that this year. We we all came and we all he assigned parts and we all sang the entire score. Mm-hmm. Which parts would you guys like to play in my soon to be production? Uh I asked for Joanne in this one, but I got Sorry Grateful, uh, which I actually, actually I was I was happy for that because Sorry Grateful is is my type of sarcasm, so it works. I'll do it again. I think if if I have a choice and I actually have a choice for real, real, I think I want to stab at Amy. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Have you? I've conquered. I have conquered Susan. Like I've been kind of like I've been eyeing Amy for a very long time. Have you sang Getting Married Today yet? Privately, yes. Good for you. It's a good, like, tongue twister exercise. I hand it to students when they're ready for it. Good for After you. they conquer a bunch of others, I'm like, here's a fun one. Good luck. After <laughs> after they finish their, uh, their uh, Gilbert and Sullivan stage? Pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> you, you can say... survive. <laughs> exactly. You make it through Modern Major General, and I'm like, here's not getting married <laughs> today. <laughs> Building blocks. Just sit in solemn silence. Why? Because I feel like I've, with not getting married today, I've heard it 
slower, where it's not yes, so Kong. fast. And then yeah. I have heard it faster in the Raul Esparza version, Correct. where she goes off the rails. Yeah. And I think in the this current production, um, the guy who plays Jamie, right? That's his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's somewhere in between the the original and Raul Esparza version. Yeah, where it's not super duper fast, but it's not with the original speed. It's still pretty fast though, um, and that song is wild. Like it has all the words in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the words, yeah, it's mm-hmm. insane. It's insane. And like, I, 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 sometimes they tell you in the documentary like how many takes they did. Like you could drive a person crazy. I think they did at least ten takes of it. Wow. wow. Not getting married today. I don't know how many takes they did, and if they did it in like two, I'd be impressed because that's a hard song. It's a lot, and for the orchestra, my god. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get corporal tunnel if you're a string player mm-hmm. on that song. <laughs> Carpal tunnel, part and me. like that. That <laughs> song is fast, and uh, but like, okay, so RuPaul. Right, yeah. RuPaul has a song called "Call Me Mother," where he's. That's so we're going to talk about "Call Me Mother," aren't we? Yep, yep. Where RuPaul's <laughs> gone on record to say that it took him five days to record that one song. What? Yeah. Why that yeah. one? Because it's, it's oh, fast. guess who's back in the house? Ba, ba, yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah. That, that, okay, I, I, I get it. I get it. Meanwhile, because, well, it gets faster. Yeah, it gets faster after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Beth Howland had what, like an hour. <laughs> Because they got to go. Time is money. You know, and even in 1970, she... time is money. That's why she booked a sitcom afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going where the money I, is now. Bye. I actually believe that. I believe that used to be the impetus for, for people in, in Broadway because, like, back in the day, mm-hmm. you, 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 if, you hit, if, you, if you hit a, a hit show, you were almost guaranteed to get a, to get a TV show. Yes. I mean, almost, I mean, Nell Carter, Beth Howland, Charlotte Ray, mm-hmm. um, uh, who else? Like, big, like, all, all, like, those big sitcoms were Broadway stars. Yes. It's the opposite now. It was it's, a running joke. It really joke. is. I, I, it started as a joke for myself. I'm like, obviously, I need to break into television or else in order to have a career in musical theater. Right. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go the other way around. <laughs> Be super famous, and then maybe they'll let you do they'll Hello, you... Dolly. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But maybe. then by that point, they'll be like, no, you had to break out on Broadway first. Sorry. <laughs> Ices! Ebbs and thing. flows. Ebbs <laughs> and <laughs> Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So we're all in agreement. The star of this, mo- of this documentary is Elaine Stritch, right? The star of the world is Elaine Stritch. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I never understood why I, 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 I'm almost immediate upon discovering Elaine Stritch in my life, was attracted to her. She, and this really proved it. She is a perfectionist. Um, she really cares about the piece, and it really comes through. And when she doesn't do it well, she it breaks her heart. And that is so me. Because <laughs> like you see her earlier doing the little things you do together mm-hmm. and you know spot on right nailing on it. and everything and then she's yeah. singing harmonies and other things nailing it and then when it i think 
I think Ladies Who Lunch was the last thing they recorded for the It was. Yeah, I don't know how she got that dealt that card. Maybe maybe uh was it Larry Kurt at the time? Who is that Larry Kurt in the documentary? Uh, it's either it's I don't think it's Dean Jones. No, maybe it Dean is Jones, Dean Jones came took over. Yes. Oh wait. No, reverse. No. Dean Jones yeah, that, started. That is, that is, that is, so, Dean Jones so that's started. Dean Jones in the documentary. And then Larry Kurt took over because okay. uh Dean Jones left like right after opening. Okay. So, yeah, so he kind of had so, a nervous breakdown and Dean got jo- out. Dean Jones was actually a name. Back then. Right. Yes. So he probably had a little bit of clout. And, but Lane Trish was named too. And it's kind of, it's it's kind of funny looking at the Wikipedia where they list all the casts because Larry Kurt uh, originated the role of Tony on Broadway, and then yeah. in the national tour of Company, George Chakaris, who played Bernardo oh. in the movie, played Bobby uh, on the first national tour in 1971. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, they all worked at Sondheim at one yeah. point in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He knew them. There's, you know, there's a little that. They're, they're all little Sondheim babies. Yeah. <laughs> I, what else do you guys want to talk about? We got, we, we got some time. Let's chill. Let's chill out. Let's talk some more about this. I could write a book about this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just Elaine Stritch. And, I mean, on a whole. I mean, I love that she said. Um, I'm pushing too hard because I haven't had good material yet. Now I have good material and I'm fucking it up, essentially. This mm-hmm. is pa- very paraphrased. Yeah. But what a what a, what a thing to think about you for a whole cuz she's probably 40 at this point. Maybe 40? Oh. That sounds that sounds yes. about right. Yes. Yes. That sounds about right. She had at this point had understudied Merman. She had done. Uh, she she'd done a national tour by this point. Probably, she she probably had dabbled a little bit in TV. So she's had. Lynch was not a hack at the at, in 1970. No, not by any means. She was she was a prof- She was a, a a Broadway star in the in, in in the 70s. And to have this kind of happen to her is kind of fascinating to watch. Are we? Yeah, are, I'm just. Are we looking? Uh, are we looking it up? I'm looking at her stuff. She was, she, uh, okay, so before Company, she was on the national tour of MAME. Uh, uh-huh. I don't, it doesn't say what, uh, on this, it doesn't say what roles that she played. Um, if I had to guess, she'd be, she'd be Vera. Probably. She did Wonderful Town at City Center. She was on the regional tour, uh, U.S. regional tour of The King and I. Um, wow. Pal Joey. Pal she Joey. was doing Pal Joey. Pal Joey was in 52, yes. Call me madam. Uh, 54 at the Muni. Uh, oh, and wait, then... Call me, wait, call me madam? Call me madam, yes. Call me madam was on Broadway. She called me uh, madam that she, that she did the national tour. Uh, I don't see that on this list, but I mean, I'm on Wikipedia, so grain of salt, okay. everyone. Grain of salt, grain of salt, grain of salt. <laughs> but that, but that is, that's from the horse's mouth. That's, she, she did it on Broadway, understudying Merman while doing. Uh, oh wait, Pal Call Joey. Was oh Call yes, Madam? yes, sorry. Yes, yeah, Call because Call Me Madam was in nineteen fifty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have Have either of you seen Elaine Stritch at Liberty? Committed to memory. The okay, whole thing. So, I'm dead serious. Committed to memory. I, yes, John. Have you seen Elaine Stritch at Liberty? John, no. John I'm going I have to give homework. you a homework. It's, okay. it's, it's as, actually imperative. 
Yes, as your friend, I'm going to say you have some homework to do. You owe it to yourself to watch Elaine Stritch at Liberty. It's the only performance for which she's won a Tony. And it's her story. It's just her on stage with, I think, a can of Diet Coke and a microphone stand and a stool. Still wearing the black leggings, black tights and the... Black tights and a white shirt. White White oversized shirt, yes. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Because she breaks down her whole career but she definitely talks about the making of and the doing of company as well yeah. and there's a total there's a chunk of the show that's kind of dedicated to that two ch- two little chunks mm-hmm. yes yeah. <laughs> was this role written specifically for her probably, i couldn't find anything that corroborated that. not I've, I've never heard that um it was written for her um she definitely it, had to had, had to audition for it it just because you know the way that her in this documentary the way that her and steven sondheim talk about uh uh the ladies who lunch it's I, I i just had a moment of like was this like did he write this with her in mind or because i know that's <laughs> happened in the past in other shows and everything yeah. or was this written like specifically for her and it was just like here you go you're doing joanne well, Good luck. sondheim does write for the people he has on hand. If, if you've ever been to a production uh, with Pamela Myers, who sings Another Hundred People, she tells the story of how Sondheim wrote that. Actually, Another Hundred People was written for Pamela Myers. Uh, through all the workshops and everything, he, 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 he wrote it to her strengths. Um, it's a, I mean, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. She ta- mm-hmm. she ta- I've, I've heard Pamela tell the story twice. So I'm sure I'm sure it's on it's on YouTube some somewhere. That song is takes is forever long because there's but, like but, it's yeah. broken up by like two or three scenes. Two scenes. No, two yeah. scenes. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, listen to her tell the story. It's actually I, I, if I find it later on, I'll find, I'll send it to you. If he did, we'll, write... we'll call. We can call her. Call, we'll call Pamela. We'll call Pam. All right, and have her and have her tell you the story. Yeah. Great. I know you have her number. Give her a call. Have her come on right now. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I think that if he didn't write it for her specifically, meaning ladies to lunch for Elaine Stritch, yeah. it's a very real, what I, what I know about Elaine Stritch is that it, this is, it's deeply personal. Correct. What Joanne goes, what Joanne goes through over the course of the show is deeply personal and connected to what Elaine Stritch was going through at the same time in her own life. The issues yeah. with alcoholism, the trouble mm. with love, all of these things were prevalent in her own life, yeah. which I, I think may have, in addition to trying to record that song at, you know, the um, anytime after midnight, it's going to be a task yeah. at best. Yeah. And trying to do that and then thinking like how much it, this song is not just Joanne, it's me, it's, it's me, Elaine. Right. I mean, it's, it's, that's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> that's that you're going to be not only, you're not only on the struggle bus, you're the one driving the struggle bus. And she did that for two and a half years. So I'm like, yep. She did it. For she did. At, and then and she the went tours. to the West End. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did it Broadway, she did the, the United the States National Tour in 1971 and the West End. Exhausted. So, Exhausted. Uh, so it was, there was a few people who did that with her beth howland uh terry ralston pamela wow. myers and donna mckechnie are the are 
it, and it's surprisingly it's all women who've done it <laughs> everyone mm-hmm. else said i'm good everyone else were like i'm okay well larry kurt did come back to do the west end it seems but Imagine everyone else Donovan. was like i'll give you one prefer- one production we're good okay. <laughs> sometimes it's having... that way sometimes that way yeah 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 I want this to be a movie, though. Like, okay, so let's work. Let's speculate, though. Who? Would oh we no, want? I don't want to speculate because we're gonna get into a fight. I already know. <laughs> okay, then we won't speculate. But I do. No, want let's it. fight I... now. I'm interested. We're gonna fight. <laughs> I think it's gonna be hard because I kind of would like not, um, not like the Nicole Kidman's and you know the Hugh Jackmans of the, like the movie stars to do this because I want I think I would like singers like actual like Broadway people um it's just difficult though because like that's still a whole like laundry list of people going on okay but who do you have in mind oh um you know what for Joanne, I would like to I would like to hear Nancy Opal sing that personally. Ooh. For Joanne, she's a beltress. Nancy Opal. Joanne, you could belt that belt the uh belt some of those notes. I guess it depends on which key they're doing it in. Sure. Yeah. Why not. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard because the, the the original cast is so iconic. It is. It is. And then now with the with the change uh the um gender swaps of some of the characters it's pretty it's pretty fascinating to listen to it because uh okay so i have the west end version because i don't know if uh the current broadway cast is going to do an album they may not they might they might they've lost a lot of money so far so i mean between the between covid and now so Mm. who knows what they're going to do with you know so to hear uh, Rosalie Craig, who plays Bobby in the West End, she she does amazing. I would like to see her in in some in it maybe uh, either as Bobby or somebody else. For our times, I actually would if the movie were made, I would prefer a woman to be the lead. I think it tells a better story. Interesting. Yeah, it tells a better story for sure because we have thought about single women in this world and in the ways that we shouldn't <laughs> yes we i mean it, it's it's very interesting uh to to have that point of view well so because there there is like the running theory that the male version of of company bobby is actually gay well you, you, you are you familiar with the cut song no oh, okay there are two songs okay that 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 were that were possible there's happily ever after mm-hmm. which bobby chooses to be alone okay and then there is uh, give me a second all right <laughs> <laughs> give me a moment i think marry me a little was cut initially and then put back in yes hold on Interesting. there was one more uh yeah, three endings of the company. It, it's on the um, Sondheim on Sondheim. I can play it, but you you, you might want to cut this. Do, do you want to? Uh, play a little. Yeah, play a little bit. I'll cut it. 
I think I have a recording of Mandy Patinkin singing it from the yeah. 90s, which is, that's why I was like, oh, right, yes. So we're talking about Multitudes of Amy, which I'm not going to play because of copyright infringement. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody Precisely. will sue at some point. Multitudes but, of Amy, Marry Me, uh, Happily Ever After, and then uh, Being Alive. So when Multitudes of Amy was happening, was that when Marry Me a Little wasn't in, like, was cut? Well, we, we, I think the line is very uh, blurry because if it were in previews or uh, on the road, it could have been any, True. any, you know, it could have been anything. We'd have to ask Don McKechnie, Pamela Myers, <laughs> and those are the people. Anybody? I mean, who else? I mean, who else is alive? Um, that, well, we can that? we can do a seance and contact Elaine. <laughs> So what, are we going to call Stritchy? Are we really going to do that? Let's call Stritchy, yeah. She's very comfortable. She she and Richard Burton are having a very candid conversation up there. So I don't want to interrupt her and Richard Burton. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I kind of, it kind of makes sense in the, what they landed on because Marry Me a Little, the melody of that is the same as Being Alive. And so listening to Multitudes of Amy, it's this new melody line that to my knowledge of the current company music, it comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, the, the, none of the song, There's no. There are no light motifs in the show, really, except for um, the company theme. Uh, so there's there the, the only light. If I had to choose their light motifs in in, in company, it would be. Um, and I'm hearing the the new version, the new uh, mm -hmm. version. Uh, so I'm hearing uh, interludes. So the interludes uh, are the. Uh, you have bump, 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 da da da. Here's that, yeah. and then there's um. I think that's all they really choose. That's all, that's all they really choose for light motifs as, as, as to, to 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 glue things together. You don't really hear um a a a, a theme. I'm I'm gonna check myself. Too. <laughs> you don't really hear a theme. The score uh, is finally coming out. No, well, this is the. This is the book because he'll talk oh. about it in the book. I because I, I can find I can find the uh, the answer faster with words than with music. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go. I don't think that there is a musical bind between most of the, these other songs. Hold on. Which makes sense if it's a non-linear show. Correct. Correct. Da -da -da -da. If it were, I'm going to go to Marry Me a Little. Poor baby, side by side, before all that wedding is. Oh, the wedding is off. I actually love that song. Do you know that song? It's cut. No. I need it's to borrow this book, I think. You don't own this book? I don't know. What is wrong with you? I mean, it is my birthday. You guys could get it for me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey john's I, I, fans whoever and wherever you are please buy him stephen sondheim's finishing the hat and look i made a hat please somebody right. send him money it, it, thank it, you it, it's required it's required reading well um, i was i was also toying with the idea for to do like to sign uh to put this podcast onto Patreon and to be like, hey, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber and see this company that I've been playing with, this uh, uh, production of company that I've been toying with, subscribe. And then I was just like, wait, what else am I going to have to do though for Patreon? Well, 
It's Patreon. I don't know. It's not like it's not like OnlyFans. I don't know. True. I mean, I, 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 I already have difficult putting out content on my social medias. I don't know if I could do another one. <laughs> Buy me things and tell me I'm pretty. Yes, throw me money. I'll send you my Venmo if you guys need, if you guys want. <laughs> content. DM me. Scripter. <laughs> DM me. I'll send you my Venmo. Just give me money. <laughs> well, I didn't see anything offhand. I will I actually will take a, a, a deeper look and and uh, at the musical themes of company. I actually don't know them off the top of my head. I'll put that in a story or something on Instagram. Yeah. How's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. that works. There you go. Yay! I used Planning. Called, I used to have a book called The Musicality of of Sondheim, and it really broke down like every single like like light motif of every show. What was insane was like looking at the musical schemes for Any With a Whistle, which is insanity. Oh my God. Insanity. But anyway, mm-hmm. that, I digress. <laughs> um, this is a great documentary. And I'm, it's a little upsetting, though, that it's not easily available. Like, you have to currently, if you don't mind listening to, like, if you don't mind listening to the, um, a commentary on it you could watch it on youtube but like if you don't want the commentary you have to you i could only i only found it on the criterion yeah uh uh app or streaming service mm-hmm. and i had to borrow jason's login for that so thank you jason <laughs> i'm on a 14 day free trial i'm gonna watch a couple of horror movies and i'm gonna cancel it great there you go but like <laughs> i feel like it used to be a, a, well once upon a time many moons ago it used to be a playlist on youtube so yeah. it was broken down into chunks of like five mm. to seven minutes long but it was the whole thing you just had yeah. to you know go from video to video yeah. but it was the full documentary because I mean, that's how i was initially introduced to it wow it, it's screaming that it should be on broadway hd it really should. It really should. It might have to do with rights for all we know. Who has oh, the rights, doesn't have the rights. I don't, it's a whole, that's a whole other ball game yeah. that I know nothing about. I'm honestly trying to remember the first time I ever watched it. I'm trying to remember if it, if it was two things. Either I watched it, I borrowed it from the library, which I, uh, I borrowed, some, I borrowed a few things every week. Uh, mm. Or I uh, got it through Netflix while I was on the road. I would Netflix things to the company and watch movies while I was traveling from town to town. So right. it feels like something that I would have done in that period of time. If you do Google it, it does say that it was a Netflix at one point. Because okay. uh, I was just like, oh, it's on Netflix. And uh, the web Netflix was like, it's not available in your region. Sorry. Oh, Which means oh, it's only oh. available in England or Iceland. Probably. Something Probably. crazy like that. Uh, Iceland. Oh, you were just in Reykjavik, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. It was for our birthday. Oh, <laughs> it was both of you that went? Yes. Oh, I know that. We went to Iceland together, and then I went to London by myself. Oh. How much uh, but is there anything else? Uh, I mean, we, like I said, I don't want to do sharp and flat, because really, there was... There's no point because it's a documentary. Like yeah. the only flat is that it's impossible to really find, which we've kind of already covered. Yeah, yeah. And we want more sharp... songs, and we want it readily available to us. <laughs> Those but, are the <laughs> but it's worth and, going through the trouble to watch it. I, 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 yes. I was happy I did it. And the sharpest stretchy. Like, let's be real here. Jesus. It's her. 
She goes what? she goes on a journey. <laughs> what a force. Like hovering it's only it's under an hour which surprise yeah. which was surprising to me but I'll like um you her singing ladies who lunch is like the last what 10 minutes of the movie yeah yeah of the fi- of the film you know what i will <laughs> say is a is a major sharp for me is the the way that the doc the the, the filmmaker got this fly on the wall feel uh, mm-hmm. Because it's a moment in the in the early part where the song's playing and you're and you're hearing it from the horn section, you're hearing it from the string section, you're hearing it from the the, the singer's point of view. It's yes. so well. It's it's almost as if you are literally walking around the room and hearing these different blasts of. It was mm-hmm. it, it blew my mind when they did another hundred people. I heard parts of the music that I've never heard before. Yeah, yeah, because mm, that's cool. That that was when they uh, he would focus on the musicians, which, by the way, great that they showed the musicians. Like yeah, they didn't man. they didn't only focus on either the people in the booth or the artists, the performers. They were like, no, we're showing you these musicians. Yeah, and you got I got to hear their like different instruments, lines of music, and yeah. it was so fascinating. Yeah, although I feel like. They intercut it with other songs at some points, but still very, very fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And I agree. Uh, he does write in the uh, sort of disclaimer at the beginning where he was saying that uh, the engineers heard through their microphones could be so different from what he heard, picked up on his. Because like, like one thought it was good a good take with the other uh like what he thought sounded great the engineers were like no this is wrong yeah that's theater because you're you're recording for you know recording sake it's like when you take a picture like um you know i i I was trying to take a picture of a mountain range the other day and i saw what i saw and i tried to recreate what i saw in a photo and i couldn't get it yeah it just it just doesn't it's hard to recreate some things sometimes uh guys watch this listen to the albums (laughs) <laughs> any which any which album you want. Any album, any album. I I cannot recommend enough the Raul Esparza one because that's the one I grew up with listening to. Uh, I w- I don't mind the Deborah Monk version. I don't know that one. Get into it, Deborah Monk. Lashans, Lashans is uh is Marta. Oh, nice. Oh. Is the Marta? Uh, yeah, she's another hundred people. Is that yeah. Marta? Yeah. Oh, that's Marta. That's yeah. the re- that's the '95 revival. Okay. Off Broadway version, but there's tons of star- stars. <gasps> Shut up, it? Jay Krakowski was in it. Your, I'm your, in. Now, your whole I'm life in. has changed now. Your whole life. I'm has in. Changed. <laughs> I'm fucking in. I love Jay Krakowski. Ooh, I would like to. I mean, I would like to see her. Hear her also sing "Ladies Who Lunch." Not yet. Not yet. What do you do? You want a "Ladies Who Lunch" sing off? Yeah, like just like what they just one. Oh my god! Like going to um, the green room forty two, and that's just the whole night. <laughs> it's just different people doing ladies too much. That'd be hilarious. I the night of a thousand Elaines. I am yes. into it. No, it'd be the night of a thousand Joannes. Come on. Jo- oh, there you go. The night of a thousand Joannes. Yeah, but you know there we you have go. to have one person like summoning Stritchy to be like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! We have to 
there's a diet Pepsi, will she show up? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love that woman so much. I love Aww. Lane Stretch. Changed my life. And on that note, I think we're done with the episode. Unless there's right. a, is there anything else you guys want to like shout out, talk about, mention? No. I think I think I've exhausted myself. <laughs> Great. Uh, what do you each have to plug or promote? Oh. Uh, do you have something? I, I can go, but you want me to go? You go first. You're already talking. Well, I have I have this lovely podcast called J and A R Gay. They're we back. Talk about, we're, yeah, we're back. Two two forty year old men talking about gay stuff. We're currently uh, uh, recapping RuPaul's Drag Race episodes. So yes! if, you, if you are a Drag Race fan, you will definitely love what we have to offer. We also talk about. Uh, you know what it's like to be forty and gay, and you know just talk, just banter. So give us a chat, give us a chat, give us a shot. Uh, maybe we'll drop it in your chat in your um, Instagram. We'll figure it out. Of course, we'll figure it out. We'll cross, we'll cross promote or whatever. J and A R gay. J and A R gay. Uh, Lauren. Oh man, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I do not have anything to plug at the moment. If you want to fight me, however, just for funsies <laughs> online, you can find me on Instagram at lodges underscore sangs. And yeah, that's a good rap for me. <laughs> and as always, if you want to reach out to the podcast, you're more than welcome to. You can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. Tell me how pretty I am and wish me a happy birthday, I guess. Oh, wish her a happy 50th. Yes. Uh, she's old. Uh <laughs> Yay, <laughs> somewhere between 40 and death, Doc. And death. <laughs> Thir- sorry, somewhere between 34 and death. Let's get the oh. age right for once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. Who's your dream cast for a company movie? I'd love to hear it. I may shout it out somewhere. And yeah. if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, buckle up, kiddos. We're starting Glee. We're talking about Glee season one. It's happening. It's happening, baby. (laughs) It it had to happen. It had to happen at some point. Wow. But thank you, my all-stars, for coming coming on. You're an all-star. Hey. Dante, you both stay. (laughs) Yes, bitch. Yay. Where else was I going to go? It's a double Uh. save. Sorry, I got inspired by Jason's plug about Drag Race. What can I oh, say? Oh, my plug inspires many people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the best note to leave on. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. See you. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.